0: This episode of Rob is a podcast talking with Rory Freeman on Talking with T-Bird is uh, brought to you by Hyundai, makers of the brand new Hyundai Tucson, where everything has been completely reimagined. Learn more at Hyundai.com.
1: If you stay here and listen
0: Your life will never be the same Cause we're talking with T-Bird now And this T-Bird you cannot change Yeah, that's right. Talking with uh, T Bird is back, and uh, we are ready to go uh, with an interview with Rory Freeman today. And of course, uh, the woman who tracks down all of your favorite survivors, here she is. It's the amazing Teresa T Bird Cooper. (laughs)
2: Hey, Rob. Yes, Rory was a little challenging, and it's so funny. I figured, oh, Rory, I'll have no trouble getting Rory, but. Rory was a little challenging. He's going to be so great to talk to. And I've had three three cups of java, just like Rory had. I'm getting excited. I'm talking fast. And and Vanuatu, I was thinking Vanuatu was number 23. And by the way, I loved your um, Vanuatu recap with Grace, Kevin, and Nigel. Y'all all did such a great job. And then I was thinking, I'm surprised Vanuatu didn't make it further down. I'm going to say it right, further down the list, yeah, closer to number one. But then I thought, well, shoot, we're almost halfway. So almost. halfway and down, that's not bad. That's not bad for 40 seasons. Not so, bad. I love Vanuatu. Yeah. I love the ladies of Yasser. And, and it's going to be fun talking to Rory about how he tried to live with these girls and, mm-hmm. and everything he did to get. I mean, he got to day 21, but starting from day one, he seems like he had to fight. So. You know, I admire him as a player, and he's going to be fun to
0: talk to today. Well, this is our fourth Survivor Vanuatu talking with T-Bird, and we have to check the record books to see if this is the most talking with T-Birded season uh, yet, because
1: we've
0: talked to Amy, we've talked to Scout, we've talked to Julie, and now Rory makes four here for Survivor Vanuatu talking with T-Birds. Uh, actually, that I do think that that's probably another. I think your season might be the most talking with T birded season yet.
2: Okay, and then um Africa, we talked to Kelly Goldsmith.
0: Yeah,
2: Brandon, Frank, Lex, Lex.
0: You? Does that count? Is
2: that, does that mean we're tied? Yeah. I, no, we haven't talked to me. I mean, we haven't talked to me. I mean, as far we as we talked officially.
0: to, did you get Lindsay?
2: No, I forgot Lindsay. Okay, so we've done five out Africa, and I mean, I think Vanuatu is the second, right behind with four. What a great! They're getting cast. close. You know They're getting close. Catching up. I love, I love, I know it. I love the Vanuatu cast. I love the Palau cast. I love the David versus Goliath cast. I love the Kanye. Oh, here I go. I'm getting sidetracked. Right. I've got to slow down oh. on this coffee.
0: Okay. All right. So we're gonna talk with Rory. How's was your mother state, bird
2: Oh gosh, it was great. I got to spend. Time with my kids, time with my mom. It was a blessing. How about yours?
0: Yeah, we had a nice day. Tell me about... Uh, well, I, first of all, I did a lot yes? of painting here at this house. We're trying to get everything in order over here. Uh I did like uh, five, yeah. six hours of painting. Uh, and then uh, I was... Uh, we took Nicole out to... We got some sandwiches uh, to go. We went to a park. Had like a picnic. Uh, and then we uh, had a nice, oh, nice. day. Yeah. Yeah. Busy day. Busy day. Busy uh, day, as as yeah. usual. Um, but yeah, hope all the mothers out good there day. A had, good day. had a nice uh, Mother's Day. Uh, you're in for a treat, uh, moms, and, and everybody else, because we're going to talk to Rory in just one moment. But first, let me take a moment to uh, thank our sponsor, and those are our friends over at Hyundai, who uh, bring you the all-new Hyundai Tucson. Uh, Over at Hyundai, uh, they questioned everything to create the best Tucson ever. Every inch of the all-new Tucson has been completely reimagined, resulting in an SUV loaded with available innovations, both inside and out. From design to technology to safety, every aspect of the new Tucson has been improved upon. Uh, The SUV has been completely redesigned inside and out to create the best Tucson ever t-bird listen to this uh they've got uh all sorts of tech and gadgets uh, all the stuff that i love Uh, they've got a digital key that allows you to use your phone as a spare key how about that
2: yep i'm liking it and right now rob i'm thinking um we're gonna have to have this hyundai tucson suv on survivor and we got to bring this car thing back could you imagine could you imagine this might be the car right here yeah this could be the one right here
0: Set your user profiles on the 10 and a quarter inch full touch infotainment screen, plus LED daytime running lights that are stylishly hidden within the front grille, making them invisible when not in use. Check out the all new Hyundai Tucson. Of course, learn more at Hyundai.com. All right, T Bird, are you ready uh, to talk to Rory?
2: Yes, I am ready.
0: All right, let's go ahead and uh, bring him in.
2: Rob and I are thrilled to be joined by one of the fab five from the ninth season of Survivor Vanuatu, Islands of Fire. He was a 35-year-old housing case manager from Des Moines, Iowa, and he would prove to be confessional gold, a scene stealer, a free spirit, and completely underrated for his entertainment value because he was never afraid to say exactly what he was thinking. The tribes will be divided by gender, a battle of the sexes. There was a welcoming ceremony by the local tribesmen, our guest mentioning being the only one not to have a spear jab in his face was possibly because he was the lone black man favored by the natives. Jeff would ask him at the first tribal council how he was fitting in with the group, quote, I fit in fabulously well, and I love my partners here, end quote. He would receive a vote at that tribal council and everyone he attended. That never discouraged him. I always carry an extra ace up my sleeve, he said. He never disappointed whether he was talking about his Kava experience, Mia's, quote, classless, classless dance, his reaction to being questioned slash drilled by Sarge about his long walk or him talking about the women having him up, Quote, on the auction block. And then there was the cheesy speech he gave as he was trying to break into the union of the sisters, which he did. The more Thank excitable you. he got, the more he was pushed in a corner, the funnier, more animated his comments became with one of the classics, quote, I think I just found my little crack, end quote. He gave notice that when he gets angry, he gets hurtful. I was going to steal the flint and steal the machete. And I was going to burn down the wing too. But the day he was to put his plan into action, they won the Home Cafe Reward Challenge. That day, he would receive his wife Simone's letter reminding him to watch his temper. The next day, he slayed the slingshot challenge saying his fortune had now changed. But... The excitement of winning the reward challenge with the effects of three Cubs of Java, he would snap the immunity idol, and there's magic on Vanuatu and the spirits dictate, so superstitious or gender war, he would be blindsided on day 21 with a six to four vote and narrowly miss being a part of the jury. I am excited to introduce to you making his very first appearance on RHAP, a guy who never gave up, who I think makes a strong case for having his second chance on the island. Introducing the plus one of the Yasser tribe, Rory Freeman. Rob, hit it.
1: Let's get ready to rumble! There, yes!
3: there you go, Rory. That would be trademark infringement. Now, using let's get ready to rumble. Hi, Judy. Hi, Rob. Yes, Rory. Hey! How are you? I am blessed. I'm doing well. It's nice to talk to you both again.
0: Yes, so nice to get to have you here uh, back on the podcast. Uh, a uh, fan favorite. So excited to uh, get the chance to catch up with you today, Rory. Right after we just watched Vanuatu on the all-time season rankings countdown.
3: Well, uh, I actually love the show. Uh, I got different uh, opinions about how things went. T, uh, you said that I was blindsided. I was never blindsided, dude. No, how can somebody who's gotten as many votes as me at tribal councils possibly be blindsided by anything?
2: Well, you got a good point, but I know you said <laughs> I know you said you had you had your second chance, and you were hoping, I guess, that Julian father we're going to hold up with their end of the deal, but
3: yeah, well, yes. And obviously they said sub- charge and Chris into their evil vicious web, which I didn't fall for.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rory, uh, that it yeah. was so frustrating to uh, go back and watch this season uh, because, I, you know, I knew we were going to talk to you and we, I definitely had uh, an eye on you here on this uh, rewatch of Vanuatu. And so it's very hard for you to like uh, or it seems like that uh, finding a, a, a spot in the men's tribe uh, is like uh, tenuous at best. Like, uh, you know, you have some allies there, but definitely like there's issues with Sarge. Uh, and then uh, you finally get the chance to go to the women's tribe and then it seems like that you're on board like all right this is gonna be my in and then they freeze you out there too yeah, yeah
3: that's uh you know in hindsight I see it a lot differently than when I was actually there um yeah, I had a very difficult time getting it in uh we were the Fat Five, uh, the old dudes. That was my only blessing is that I was able to get in with with that group. Uh, but the fact of the matter is I don't know, Rob. It, you know, it becomes a sensitive topic. The fact of the matter is I shouldn't have been the only black person there. Yeah, It's, it's just, it, you know, when when the picture is painted that I was on the house with, you know, <laughs> in both tribes, uh, it turns out in all three tribes, cause I was in all three tribes. Uh, the fact of the matter is I was on the outs from the from the day I got there. Yeah. You know, I mean, everybody had some sort of allegiance. Uh, and I'm not based, dude. I'm not, I don't base everything on race, but the fact of the matter is, I think, With where we are now and everything we've gone through in the last two years, um, as far as blacks in life, blacks in media, blacks in television, the fact of the matter is, I was handed a very imbalanced plate, to say the most, to say the least.
0: Yeah, certainly. Uh, Especially, you know, with the men, uh, you're the only black member of the cast. And so you're a uh, one person who is unlike the others there. And then you switch over. uh, There's no black women in the cast. uh, But uh, you're also then it's like, well, you're not a woman. So you can't be uh, with us over here.
3: Well, I will tell you that uh, when I went over to the women, they let me know that I was not. Welcome there. Mm-hmm. Uh both uh Mia and Amy would tell me um I mean Amy would tell me that I've got a paint I've got a penis, so you know I'm the next person to leave. And they would tell me that every single day. So I knew I was I every knew my day. name remembered over there. <laughs> every day, every morning I was told I was not welcome.
0: Yeah.
4: yeah.
2: Hey Rory, I think this game, you know, people ask me, is is it difficult more physically? And I'll always say no. Emotionally and mentally, this game is very, very difficult. And you're saying right now, I mean, I was on the out with my group as it got down. And was fighting just like you, trying to get back in, get back in. So a player like you, I admire so much because, like I said in your intro, you never ever gave up, and you always looked for cracks or different ways to get back in. And, and Rory, are you watching the seasons? Have you been watching the seasons? Through, you know, since Benoitu.
3: Yes, I yes, I certainly have.
2: Okay, and you'll see people that'll be on the outs and just kind of give up or give in, but you never, ever, never did that. And that's um, I love that about you.
3: That's something that I'm extremely proud of uh, is the fact that even when I was down to my very last vote, I was still trying to figure something out. I'm, I never quit. I, and I, I never quit. And I'm never going to allow somebody to run me out of someplace. You can vote me out, but I ain't going to make it easy one way or the other. And the fact is, during the whole time, I probably should have held my tongue quite a bit more. But mm-hmm. that's, that's not who I am, you know. You do you? And that's who I am. But I will say, even with a sharp tongue, I mean I made it halfway. Yeah. And-
0: Look, you don't become a legend by holding your tongue, Rory.
3: That's
2: right. That's right. And Rory, well, if I was playing with you and if if I was playing with you and I don't know how Rob feels, somebody like you that says it like it is and that's, you know, I admire that. And that's somebody I can work with because I know if, if they think it, they're going to say it. So there's a lot, There's a lot of good that comes out of that when you're playing the game of survivor. That's for sure.
1: Well, I
3: mean, you know, it's such an important part being able to deal with people. I can deal with most anybody, but again, you're already in a horribly stressful situation, even from, from day one. I'll tell you what, um, you know, when you talk about it, I think it's it's not, it's, I think it's overlooked, uh, even though it's mentioned, when the day that we arrived on the island and we had our big welcome to the island uh, celebration, as it were, war dance, as it were, um, I think it's really important for me when we got there even though I was already, feeling, I was like, man, I'm the only black person here. And I'm not saying that if I had another black person, we'd be best friends, but at least I would have some rudimentary basic attachment, you know, to a larger group other than just myself. Then when you talk about the type of men that we were with, I mean, Brady, Bubba, Sarge, I mean, we're all type A personalities. Some with history that I mean, I mean, I'm oppositional defiant and here you have Sarge, who's a drill sergeant, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, so I was already starting at a great advantage. And when we landed on that island and they were having the war dance, as it were screaming at all of us, pointing spears at all of us, basically, I mean, recognizing what that means. Uh, It was astounding to me that, really, I felt great. I felt perfectly comfortable because they never showed any aggression towards me whatsoever. And that was a a huge, huge thing for me. And I think that's what I, I will also tell you. Afterwards, after the whole celebration was over and we were told to start going on our trails to find our camps, I approached the chief of... Uh, of the of, of the village there, and I told him, and I said, I don't know whether or not you speak English, but you are from Vanuatu, and I'm assuming you understand what I'm saying. And I told him, which obviously never aired. I said, as the only black man here, I appreciate that you all are making me feel welcome, and I really just need a blessing for this island, and for me, my safety in being here, and. I don't know. He told me to kneel down and I kneel down in front of him. And I will also say I've lived in third world countries, you know, I've lived in Nigeria and my family is Nigerian. And so the idea of bowing down in front of a chieftain is nothing that's strange to me. So I immediately bowed down and he put his hand on the side of my face and was saying a prayer for me. I assume, and you have no idea what an impact that had on me
1: personally.
2: Wow! Oh, i imagine. Well, that's a shame we didn't get to see that. That would have been a that would have been a strong moment for for sure, a very strong moment.
0: Yeah. How did it affect your experience? Did you just go in with then more confidence?
3: I went in thinking, regardless of who's here with me there have been blacks that have survived on this island for hundreds and thousands of years. And I know that if they can, then I should certainly be able to make my way. I will tell you, uh, I did have some, you know, survivor scars, some injuries, but I never got, I mean, I blew my eardrums out, which sucks, but I never got physically ill. Um, I found food. Found oranges, found mango. Uh, I I I never got injured walking on that dangerous coral
1: mm-hmm.
3: on the dead coral reef. Um, I had a harrowing experience with a uh, coral reef snake, um, which was also never on tape, um, and that that was. A terrifying experience for me uh, but overall my time on the island i never felt i felt perfectly at home on that island my biggest my biggest problem was dealing with the individuals over there mm-hmm. the white colonizers the white colonizers that came to
1: take over our land
3: yeah and, and Roar, that's
2: interesting because you make it at 21 days and now that you mentioned watching you know watching you this week and, and learning about your game and your strategy you did look strong the whole time you never looked weak or that it was getting to you at all you really looked like you were one with the game
1: well
3: and also uh, also when you look at the challenges that we had they were challenges that just happened to be like, Dude, they were right up like they were right up my alley. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm from Iowa. Okay, but first off, you're talking about grabbing pigs, and they're not even really pigs; they're technically they're piglets. Okay, <laughs> and I'm not a farm boy, but I mean, dude, doesn't everybody, everyone in Iowa, held up piglet, You know, I, I didn't think they were gonna bite me or anything. As far as the slingshots, even. I've been shooting slingshots with marbles. You know, we used to do that when I was eight, nine, ten years old. I got everybody to have to shoot a slingshot. Apparently not.
0: You were a sharpshooter.
3: <laughs> I never even practiced. Yeah. I never even practiced with it. When they gave us when they gave us the wrist rockets and we found out that's what it's gonna be, they gave us a bag of marbles to to, you know, try out and figure out how to do. And I showed I showed the ladies that we were with how to use a rich rocket, how to shoot, and then they were like, Are you gonna practice? I picked up a marble uh and shot it at one of the one of the trees, whacked it the first shot. Second one, I whacked it the second shot. I mean it was just so easy to be was like, dear, My biggest problem is these are marbles. I'm used to shooting little rocks.
0: Mm-hmm. These are really smooth, quiet. <laughs> Were you too good to the point where then they were talking about like, oh, well, Rory could win all the challenges after the merge. He's such an immunity threat.
3: Again, we know we know why. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because Chris and Sarge got sucked up with with Twyla, and yeah. they turned their back on me. They just they they their whole thing that they told me was you. There's no way that Bubba would have been voted off and that you would have survived with the women's tribe that long if you weren't in agreement with them. I'm just like, what
1: the hell -hmm. are you
3: talking about, dude? I've been fighting it it every single every opportunity I have. I should have burned down our camp is what I should have done. That was the worst choice that I ever made is I should have burned that shit down.
2: But you really didn't have an opportunity, did you? Didn't it happen so fast between when y'all run reward and then... You, you merged. So you really didn't have that opportunity or did you to burn it to burn it down?
3: Uh, I was planning on doing it the night before uh, and then of course the logical thing is well, why would you burn down where you have to sleep? Well, I was already physically miserable. You know, I mean I wasn't, I mean I was on the outskirts of the lead to uh, my only body warmth was Scout you know, who had like you know, zero body fat anyway, simply oh. because the, the, she wasn't the warmest person to be next to. And I figured if I'm already miserable, what difference does it make? <laughs> so my plan, and I'd actually already done, I'd actually already stolen the machete. Okay. <laughs> so I knew where the machete was. Uh, and then my plan was that night when everybody went to go get water, I was going to go ahead and burn down the lead tube. It just happened that that day we won a immunity challenge, which was the coffee and family letters. And my wife, in that letter, which I really regret, had said, specifically, you need to watch your temperature, or watch your temperature, watch your tongue. And unfortunately, that's what I chose to do. Mm-hmm. I should have burned a damn <laughs>
0: Um, Can I just go back to what you were saying earlier about uh, that you felt like that uh, it was uh, Sarge and Chris uh, bought a bill of goods from uh, Twyla and uh, Julie. Uh, We know that they definitely did get duped by them. But did you feel like that they sold you out as part of like going along with them? Because all four of you do vote for Amy at that tribal council
3: the fact of the matter is they did they totally sold me out uh, the reason why the only reason why we all voted for Amy is because they wanted it to at least seem like they weren't getting rid of me yeah like they weren't actually violating the agreements that we all had you know and they would have done uh, you as, next as yeah 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 I mean yeah, the fact of the matter is even if it was just us earlier today I asked Chris specifically and Chris told me well, I'm really tight with Dryla. She's a really good girl. And Amy uh, I, and Julie is definitely on our side. So we're going to be able to to maintain, you know, some sort of an allegiance with them, an alliance with them. And I was like, dude, there's, there's so really, you're already telling me you're turning my back because of that. Yeah. Which, wow, it's just, that's what floored me the most. That absolutely, I was like, wow, really, guys? That's where we are?
0: Do you think if you had the full three days of the merge, because this was an unusual merge that you guys didn't merge until after the immunity challenge? Do you think that you could have uh, maybe convinced some of the guys, like, look, I've been to the women's side, like that they're all about all women all the time, and uh, you guys are uh, making a very foolish decision?
3: I think that I think was a little. I think that was one of the keys. I really was only able to have one conversation with sarge about the fact that I thought they were selling them a bill of goods you know and i and I know knowing me if i had a day two days to work on that and help them understand because it was so obvious to me i knew it was like dude I don't know what kind of alliance you have with Twyla, but the fact of the matter is they're gonna hammer you that's so obvious to me but it was like oh you know we're Julie's really cool. It's like, Sarge, you're you're a fucking moron. You're (laughs) a kid. Jeez, man. Okay, dude. Whatever. When that happens, you let me know how it goes. So, Rory, Rory,
2: if it had been Amy, do you (laughs) think that would have been the start of the end of the Yaster Girls? If it had been Amy instead of you
3: that would that I, I think that would have been a nail in them I mean it didn't matter to Chris because Chris you know Chris managed to go you know and ride with Dwight all the way through and good for them I mean that's what the intention that's that's what your goal is is for you to survive as long as possible yeah. but the fact of the matter is the driving force behind all of the women was Amy and you guys know Amy you guys know what's you guys know Amy's personality. She is a strong, very convincing woman. But without her, I think that would all collapse. That would have collapsed.
2: Corey, tell me, why, had you been a fan of the previous eight seasons? Why did you apply?
3: I applied because, yes, I, yes, I had watched all the seasons before then. So, unlike a lot of folks that I find now, uh, that are on the show. I have I have a pretty good knowledge of what the show entailed. Of course, reality getting there, going through everything is a lot different. But at least I knew, you know, what sort of things you need to be willing to do on the show. Uh, the only reason why I applied is because my mother in law uh, wanted me to apply and was writing me about applying. She's like, "You traveled, you know people. You should apply." And I was like, uh, "I don't think so." And of course, you guys know. Regardless of regardless of any reality TV show, you know we're dead. I mean, the fact of the matter is, there's no one else without Survivor.
1: In mm-hmm.
3: fact, then it was like, wow, okay, I'll apply. I ain't never gonna make it on there anyway, so sure, I'll apply.
2: Did you just apply one time?
3: i only applied the one time, which is what astounds me Wait. when people say they've when people say they've applied, you know, three, four, six, seven times, I'm like, Yeah, you don't have the you don't have the personality, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah. And what'd you do in the tape? Uh
3: my video was uh I had my my whole picking and even applying, I had originally gone out to uh, a local uh, audition that they had. And when I went out to the local audition, I went out there with two buddies of mine. When I got out there, there was 400 people there and they were doing two minutes each, two minutes, two minutes. And it was going to be, I was going to be there. I was like number 400, Mm -hmm. you know, and I was going to be there the next day. And I was like, this is all nonsense. I'll just I'll just do a video and I'll send a video in. So I went back home. I dressed in a traditional Nigerian outfit. Uh, pretty elaborate outfit. I had my German shepherd behind me who would bark and howl on command. Uh, and my whole thinking was, and hey Rob, you I mean both of you guys, T Bird, you guys would know. My whole thinking is In the first 30 seconds of any interview, of any audition, the first 30 seconds, you have to get a motherfucker's attention. You have to. Because if you can't get them to look up for 10 seconds, then you really don't have any chance at all. You're just... A mumble in the background and they're not gonna make anything. So I started off with Goody in the name of his majesty. And of course had my German shepherd barking in the background. My whole thought was I've got to get them to look up from whatever they're doing so that I can at least get their attention. Mm-hmm. That was my whole premise.
0: Yeah. Where do
3: you agree with that one?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think if anybody was uh, maybe sort of like tuning out of the podcast, I think you just got them back in, Rory.
3: Well, see, that, that's the entire day. That is literally, that is literally the entire point. Yeah. And then once that happens, you're like, hey, let's pay attention here, folks. We got something interesting. hmm And then, of course, it was just uh, sheer fortune, sheer fortune.
0: Yeah.
2: Now, when you went through the, the casting process in L.A., did you see a lot of these people that you played with and formed first impressions of them? Really? Really?
1: I have a notebook.
3: <laughs> I have a notebook that I would, take, I would take notes on every one of those 20, 30 people that I ran across. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I will tell you, I picked Bubba to be on. I Scout to be on. Um, there were a couple of others that, you know, the process when you're, you're isolated, then they call you down and you can go to lunch, you can go to dinner, you're not allowed to talk, you know, that whole isolation process. Mm-hmm. And during that entire time, I spent all my time watching folks. Trying to figure out if they had character, personality, you know, whether or not I thought they would be viewable on television, and there were there were quite a few that I picked out. There were there were at least four that I was like, "Oh, they're scout to me. Scout to me was definitely going to be there <laughs> the whole time." Um, and so I spent most of my time writing in a notebook, and I guess people just thought I was I don't know writing poetry. Dude, I was taking notes of who ate, what, how many times they went up, how they were looking, were they looking stressed, were they looking relaxed? You know, were they complaining about stuff? I had five. still had the notebook. Mm-hmm. It's funny.
0: Yeah. Do you ever go back and look at it?
3: Yeah, and uh did I, I have. There are a couple other things that I had written out that I go back and I look at. Um I it's funny, your first impressions for, for people do me a lot. I will also tell you, I was on the outs before I even, I was on the outs before we even got on the island. And we weren't even talking to anybody. And I already felt like an outsider. You know why? Because the first two days when we arrived at, at base camp. Yeah. And of course, you're eating, uh, you're stressed, you're isolated. And the only time we got to see anybody was when we went to our hut to eat. And I was going up and I was getting two and three plates at a time. I was just, I was just stuck in my face. Yeah. I didn't find out till later that Sarge in particular thought I was just being gluttonous and that I was just, eating just for the sake of eating. When the fact of the matter is, you you both know this. You don't know when you're being yeah, <laughs> you
0: that you're, you, you're about to go on Survivor. You're supposed to eat Yeah,
3: Eat as much as you possibly can in the next however long <laughs> you because tomorrow they can you they can tell you at seven o'clock, eight o'clock, ten o'clock at night, we're leaving. Yeah. And then I found out later people just thought I was being a pig. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, I wasn't being a pig. I was getting ready to go on
0: Survivor. Yeah, it's not like the food is good, right?
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it, was real basic. it was real basic stuff.
0: Yeah. Now, the food afterwards, your,
3: your, your afterwards meal. That's and, different. good meal. That's, That's different. Yeah, I like that meal.
0: <laughs> Rory, have you ever thought about if the season wasn't men versus women, if it was uh, sort of a, a mixed gender tribes? Uh, do you feel like that you would have had more of an in potentially?
3: Uh, I think I would have had more of an in and I certainly think I would have gone a lot further, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of anything else. Um, the fact of the matter is, even though, even though I felt like I was on the outs from day one and kind of isolated from day one, I, I was not broke. <laughs> I mean, I didn't get voted off on the first vote. Yeah, that's a pretty damn good for me. Uh right. even dealing with even dealing with all the the strong personalities within the men. I took my votes, but I still didn't get voted off.
0: Yeah.
3: Even when I got the unfortunate uh changeover to the women, I still made it through votes. Yeah. The fact of the matter is, regardless of me making it halfway, the fact of the matter is I had more barriers to get me off that island than anybody else in the entire game, more mm-hmm. than anybody else in the entire game.
1: Yeah.
2: And Roy, I know you said at least you weren't broke, and I think all of us when we go out there, we just want to make it past that first vote. From that point, was it really important to you? I think I know the answer to this: to make the jury. Is that? I mean, you were we were so close. Was that a huge disappointment not to make the jury?
3: Uh, I was really tired then. I had already felt that uh, folks were, I felt that I wasn't going to get get any further. If I had a couple of more days and I could have at least tried to mend my alliance back with the men, uh, which shouldn't have even been a question amongst men of honor anyway. It shouldn't have even been a question. Dude, one of your boys is gone. He's gone for, you know, four, five, six, seven days and he manages to survive. I told him. Dude, I've been trying to kill these women this whole time. You know? And then you come back and they're like, oh well, you know, we like Julie. It's like, dude,
0: you're
3: you're fucking nuts, dude. What are you talking about? Yeah. Man? They're gonna
0: screw you. Yeah. They're projecting on you what they actually already did. They already sold out the men's alliance.
3: Oh, absolutely! And, and you guys, for some reason, believe that they're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Or oh, you, you guys? Wow! I mean, it worked out well. It worked out well for some people. It didn't work out well for me. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, answering your, your question, T Bird, I think that if it wasn't if it wasn't men, women, I would have I would have gone much much further. Yeah. Because the fact of the matter is, I at least had, even though I had barriers against me, I at least was aware how to play the game. You know, I at least got, you might not have liked me there, but you weren't going to outwork me. I outwork people. When we did the dive challenge uh, with the women, uh, I blew my, my eardrums out for that challenge for them. You know, and that was another thing. It was like, you don't really swim, do you? And I was like, dude, what do you mean we don't swim? Dude, I got 30 feet in me. I don't know what y'all are doing, but and then I found out, you know, that it, that who can handle a dive to, to get, you know, stuff from 20 feet, 22 feet, 24 feet. Apparently, it was just me and Amy. You yeah, know, so, so regardless of whether or not you didn't believe I belonged here, the fact of the matter is, dude, y'all, y'all wouldn't have gotten this far without me. And, of course, that's essential.
1: All right,
2: so, Willie, really, if... It had not been by gender. If let's just say if you could have picked your three people to pad, three have an alliance of three other people, who were the three that you would pick to be with you
1: of this. Case?
3: I would have gone with I would have gone with Bubba and I would have gone with Amy. Uh Chris seemed a little wishy washy to me. Sarge was just not my personality type, and I probably would have gone with Scout. Although Scout was certainly not the strongest of challenges, the fact of the matter is uh, she's a very strong person, a very spiritual person. And I think between Aiden, of course, Bubba's a very spiritual person, and Amy is spiritual in a whole different, you know, y'all know Amy in a whole different manner. Um, But I think with those three, we could have sucked in a lot of other people.
2: Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting three that you pick, especially since Amy seemed to be basically your, your nemesis, your, your adversary, your arch enemy, and it's, that you would work together, I think is interesting. And by the way, let me make sure I let you know this. So, Rob, I looked for Rory in so many different areas, and Amy was the one that brought us together. So, thank you,
1: Amy. <laughs> well, uh... The fact of the matter
3: is, even though Amy was in a a women's alliance, and even though she told me, going with the group, you're the next one to be voted out, Amy is also a realist. And Amy realized that if they want to make it through challenges, they were going to need me Mm -hmm. to make it through challenges. So the fact of the matter is, even though Amy served, uh, even though she was like my enemy, at that time, the fact of the matter is, if there were different circumstances, I don't think Amy and I would have been. I wasn't I wasn't in Amy's projection of what she needed to do because she had already rallied all the women. And there was no need for me. But I think that if there was other circumstances, uh I think that she and I would have gotten along very, very well in that in that situation. And I definitely would have had a much stronger impact.
0: Rory, let me ask you a question about Amy and Leanne, because you spent time with them, and there are a lot of people who are Survivor fans, and uh, they talk about how, well, actually, you see, Leanne was the person that was running everything. The show made it look like it was Amy, it was actually Leanne. Based on your experience, did you feel like that they were sort of co piloting this thing, or one of them was more of the actual pilot?
3: Uh, there is no. It was a pilot co-pilot situation, uh, and Amy was certainly the pilot. Uh, Slavi Leanne was definitely the co-pilot, and she was the face of the organization more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, I had already started tormenting Leanne. I was I was tormenting Leanne constantly. If you ask Leanne about me, she'll refer to me as sock stealer because I would steal her stuff. All the time. Wow! I was doing a lot of really passive aggressive things. Uh, I would take bandanas and I just throw them into the woods. As I told you, I already had the machete. I, I knew where the machete was, and that was going to disappear at any opportunity that I had. The machete was going to disappear. Uh, I dropped one of Leanne's socks into the fire when I was on the outs, and I was sitting by the campfire by myself. I had already taken it. She thought she lost it. No, and I had it in my pocket the whole time. And then when when I was by myself, I burned it up. Um,
0: Did I ask you a question? All of this stuff that was this just a uh, catharsis or was there some strategic element to it where Russell Hans is going to come along 10 seasons after you play and do this kind of stuff and say that he's trying to get people to spiral out of control by causing chaos around the camp.
3: It wasn't so much me causing chaos. It was me making everyone as uncomfortable physically as possible. Yeah. Um, because it's already, I mean, what were we sleeping on though? with the men? We were sleeping on beach and rocks with the women. We were sleeping on bamboo and that's not comfortable. And the fact of the matter is if I could do anything possible to make them more uncomfortable, uh, even if they came down to burn the camp down, yes, there was some vindictiveness in it because I'm an actually vindictive person. But the fact of the matter is if I could have left them sleeping on bare rocks to increase their discomfort, then that's what I was going to do.
0: Yeah, psychological warfare.
3: And it would have worked too.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> imagine all of a sudden you don't have a machete. You know, imagine all of a sudden you come back and the whole camp is 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 burned down. I knew what I was going to do. What I was going to do is, as soon as I had an opportunity, and I don't want to hurt nobody, obviously, as soon as I had the opportunity and they were all gone from camp, I was going to take a log and throw it into the thatch roof. You know, Into the palm frond roof. And that had been that.
2: But Rory, I know now after the fact it would have made for great TV and you would have felt good about it at the time, but you had merged and at that point, you were you were probably hoping that you were going to get a, a brand new footing to get back with the guys. So, looking at it, did you think, well, I'm glad I didn't burn the camp down because now we're merging and I'm going to start over again, or do you still wish you'd have burned it down?
3: No, in fact, it was it was it was the exact opposite. Uh, oh. When we merged, what blindsided me. I wasn't blindsided in the boat okay, that finally I finally left the tribal council. I was blindsided by the fact that they weren't with me. You know, that that's what blindsided me. I didn't think, oh, thank goodness I didn't burn down their camp. I should have burned their camp down as one more proof that I am not friends with these women. You know? Okay. Because okay. obviously right. that would have needed to be, obviously he just saying it wasn't enough. I was like, dude, man, Lisa Keeper is gone. You know, I mean, I'm doing everything that I can, you know, to, to make it back to you guys. i have tried so hard just to make it here. And you're already telling me, oh, well, we we'll like Julie and Twilight. I was like, wow, that's, that's a kick in uh, wow.
2: Well, that makes sense then what you said to show that, hey, I'm still with you guys. All right, let me ask you this. You played an old school game. The new school game with all the the idols and the advantages and the blah, blah. And I know you'd go off occasionally looking for fruit as Sarge made sure everybody knew. Do you think you'd have played a stronger game if you had had those idols and advantages?
3: Uh, If it were me with idols, you know, uh, that was, that was, uh, that was a, my, my wandering as Sarge referred to it, my wandering was a problem for the producers of the show, okay? Uh, Because I, you know, I, I wasn't just wandering. I was rolling. I mean, when I left camp, I wasn't walking around lackadaisically, you know, looking in tree stumps for an idol. We didn't have, you know, immunity, hidden immunity idols. I was looking for food, dude. I was looking for food wherever we can find it. And if that required me to go... Three miles away to find it, then that's what I was going to do. As opposed to just sitting in a camp being like, well, we should go in a group and go in this quadrant. And it's like, dude, what are you talking about? Dude, we should all go out and try and find anything that we possibly can. And I yielded results. Who else was bringing food back?
2: Now, did production mention to you that it was a problem or did they have to send somebody with you that you thought was inconvenient for them? What makes you think they weren't happy with you wondering?
3: Again, my whole thing was to make everyone as physically uncomfortable as possible. And I had told production, I was like, you know, I hike. And once I start rolling, you're not know, going to be able to keep up with me with a camera and... A boom my yard and they were like well we would like you to not go that far and i was like well i'm leaving <laughs> so the first the first couple of days they had guys going with me and following me and as i got further away they were like oh weird and then finally one time i turned to bed and i walked out on the coral and they just weren't with me anymore
0: mm-hmm but imagine now with idols, they would have been like, oh, Rory's looking for the idol. Rory's out there oh, yeah. looking for an advantage.
3: Oh. oh, absolutely. That would have been... And you just you know what? I don't know why people are so offended that you're going out and looking for an idol. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of the objective, you know? And the fact of the matter is, I would have found, I would have found idol after idol. I, yeah. have, I have no doubt. I have no doubt about that. Yeah. I would have found idol after idol. Which certainly would have played, you know, shoot, if I made it as far as I had, playing the game that I could, and I had a secret immunity idol in my pocket, or a secret another vote in my pocket, oh, please. And then the whole idea of going going away to an isolation island and being by myself, you think that would bother me? Please, <laughs> <laughs> <are you>, do
0: <laughs> I'm more
1: than happy to do that.
0: Yeah. Oh. Rory, one of the things that uh, we had heard uh, on uh, our panel was that, did you ever say that you would have voted for Twyla over Chris? And uh, if so, uh, I'd love to hear about uh, why you would be a Twyla vote.
3: I would have voted for Twyla over Chris. I don't have any doubt about that. Uh, Because Chris Chris had already backstabbed me. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, Chris was one of the original fat five, you know, members. I mean, I thought for sure, Sarge could be questionable, you know, because we have different personalities, different side of the tracks. But Chris, dude, I can't believe that Chris would actually turn. There's no way in hell I was going to vote for Chris. It just wasn't going to happen because he already hammered me once. And the fact of the matter is, I wasn't a huge fan of Twilight either. Because I got booted because they decided to go with her. the fact of the matter is Chris had already
0: screwed me once
3: and I'm vindictive. Dude, there's no way in hell I would have voted for Chris.
0: Okay. So it was more anti Chris than pro Twila.
3: Oh wow oh, for oh, absolutely. Oh one hundred and ten percent. Yeah, oh absolutely. And it's actually considering I didn't even know Twila. Yeah. You know, I mean, we were all together, we were on the same tribe for what? Two days?
0: Yeah.
3: I don't know. So Literally, I didn't even have the chance to meet her except the Challenges. And you know how that goes. We're not kibbutzing and hanging out at Challenges. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I was switched to the women's tribe at the same time she was switched over the man's tribe. The only time that we got together was at the Merge. How didn't even know Twyla? Oh, Rory, I have to ask you this. I
2: have to ask you this talking about Twyla. Um, because I know, you know, your son, Zion, was three at the time. So I always question if nothing's sacred when we're playing. Would you have sworn on your son's life in the game? And how do you feel about that to get to get closer, you know, move further into the game?
3: You're not willing to do something as asinine as that. And you don't belong on Survivor. Of course. I would have sworn on my, you know, I mean... Is there a line, Johnny Fairplay, my my grandmother died? Wow. Wow. Is that a line? Not really. Who were you? Would I have done something similar? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Okay. I would have sworn on my friend's wife. I would have sworn on my wife's wife, my mom's wife.
1: Yeah, They know
3: I love him. You know, I'm to do what I need to do. Yeah, would you really lie to me? Dude, I'll lie to you in a heartbeat <laughs> and smile about it.
2: All right, so let me ask you this: were, were you were you disappointed, or or how do you think Chris would have done at Winners at War if we had seen him out there?
1: Um, I think were you Chris disappointed was- that
2: he wasn't.
3: Yes, I was. I I was uh, very disappointed. But the fact of the matter is, I think Chris benefited from, he benefited from his ability to make an alliance with strong individuals. Mm -hmm. I don't know that Chris could have dictated that whole thing himself. I don't know that he has the, the, the individual game to, you know, build an alliance by himself and to guide that all the way through. Uh, So I don't, I don't think Chris would have been, I think, you know, just like everybody else, you need some luck, you need some timing. And he benefited from both in Vanuatu. Well, I don't know if that would have been the same anywhere else.
2: Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I mean, old school was taken out fairly quickly. Weren't they Rob?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, that, I, I don't know if it would have been uh, great for Chris to go back. I, I just don't know necessarily like, who was going to work with him. I think he should be too much of a wild card.
3: Oh, and, and he's a huge individual. But, you know, I mean, the fact of the matter is he never even made it. That he should've, Chris should have been, if it weren't for our alliance at the beginning, he never made it past the balance beams. He should have been gone then.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
3: I mean, he should if it weren't for our alliance, he would have been gone. If it weren't for his alliance with Twyla, he would certainly have been gone. The fact of the matter is, he made good alliances and took advantage of them. Yeah. But he also backstabbed me. You know, I mean, well, that's what your writer is.
1: That's what happened.
0: We'll be right back with more from Rory here on Talking with T Bird. But first, let me take a moment and thank a sponsor. Those are our friends over at Brook Linen. Look, it's spring again, or is it summer? What is time? Either way, it may be time for a change, especially around the house. So, how about a change that makes you super comfortable and makes your home look good? Enter Brook Linen. Brook Linen was started to create beautiful, high-quality home essentials that don't cost an arm and a leg. And people. What a success. Brooklinen works directly with manufacturers to make luxury available directly to you without the luxury level markup. So you get their amazing array of products at a reasonable price. Brooklinen, they got something for every comfort need, ideal for a seasonal refresh because they're launching new products, colors, and patterns all the time. I'm talking about buttery, soft, and breathable sheets, plush and absorbent towels cozy robes and the comfy loungewear you'll put on and never want to take off. They're so confident in their core products. They come with a 365-day warranty, and the fans are confident too. That's why people love Brooklyn, and they've received over 75,000 five-star reviews and counting, and how about their customer service? Clearly, they get their eight hours every night because they're a dream to work with if you ever have an issue you are going to be swearing on your kids life just like Twyla that the Brooklyn and Sheets are the best you've ever had. Nicole and I, we love our Brooklyn and Sheets that uh, we have to have extra sets for when we're Brook we have Brooklyn and Sheets are in the laundry. I don't want to go back to living a non-Brooklinen life when we're doing the laundry, okay? Give yourself the comfort refresh that you deserve and get it for less at and Go to brooklinen.com. Use promo code ROB to get $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code ROB for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's brooklynin.com, Promo code ROB, Brooklinen.com. Not Brooke Garrity from Survivor Vanuatu. That's a Brook Linen, as I like to say, no sleep till Brook Linen. Now, let's get back to Rory. When you were at the original Lopevi, did you have a uh, one person in particular that you were very close with?
3: Uh, yeah, Bubba. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, Bubba brought me into the alliance with Sergeant Chris. Um and Bubba's very strong personality. Uh I don't believe I don't believe that Bubba would have stabbed me in the back mm-hmm. the way Chris did. I think that Bubba would have stuck his guns out of out of out of out of sheer obligation, yeah that he wouldn't have turned it back on me um and I think if he, if if he had been able to make it out of the women's tribe without I mean look at why Bubba got talk, got kicked out of the women's tribe. It's not like I wasn't lucky also, but the fact of the matter is sheer talk out of Amy just happened to see him send a signal, over, you know, to Chris and Sarge, which was just such a small, I mean, he was basically saying throw the challenge,
1: and yeah. Amy picked
3: up on that, because she's sharp, and that that single act, because I was definitely gone, that single act is what convinced Amy, who was the pilot, to get rid of him instead of getting rid of me.
0: Roy, did he tell you that he was thinking about doing something like that or like express like, boy, we gotta get a signal over to the guys to throw the challenge so we don't get voted off?
3: Yeah, he 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 told me that. That was his and my game plan. Unfortunately for Bubba, I didn't think it's gonna be that damn obvious. Dude, seriously? You're just really? I mean I would have done it with like a glare, like you know. But Amy, Amy is a very, very intelligent person, and she caught it. She busted it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's just it.
2: Are you, Roy, well, you played at thirty five. Would Would you like to play again at, at fifty two? And would your strategy be any different going back in a second time?
3: Uh my strategy would certainly be different. Um, the fact of the matter is, I'm. Uh, I'm a very I'm a I'm definitely a people person. You know, I might come off strong individually, but I get along with pretty much everybody, regardless of <laughs> except in my case, Brady. I mean, they can't get along with everybody. Uh but the fact of the matter is at fifty one, fifty two, fifty three, I would totally have to play a different game. And that game would be um I would, I would work a lot more on dealing with alliances and getting involved with people, of course, without trying to be obvious about it. I'm hesitant to say anything because, quite frankly, you know, I would go back, and it would be much more difficult. It would be much, much more difficult.
2: You mean much more difficult because you're a little bit more mature now or because there's so many twists and turns thrown in the game or both?
1: Because I'm
3: old, dude. First off, I'd be like one. Dude. I'd be like one. i be one of the old dudes. They'd be like, "Oh, the old dude over there." And I'd be like, dude, "I'm not an old dude." And then my back would start hurting. I'd be like, "Yeah,
1: I am an old dude. My back
0: hurts." Yeah, I mean, they said that you were one of the old dudes when you were 35 on the show with uh, the compared to the young guys.
1: <laughs> well, right. I was just
2: say you're you're 52 now. shoot, Uh, Scout was 59 and made it to the final three and came pretty doggone close to winning. So, 52 in my book sounded pretty good. And you have your real knees.
1: Uh, The fact of the matter is you have to look look at
3: why people people take people. I mean, Scout was pretty inoffensive. Folks didn't really think that she did, you know, was the strongest player out of all. Um, and I think with age you got to be a little more graceful about stuff but I think that the best, biggest thing with Scout was that even at age 59, 58 uh, she was at least able to deal with some of the physical challenges and I don't mean literal challenges, I mean the physical challenges of being freezing at night when you're you know, you don't have a lot of body fat the physical challenges of of walking and straining and not eating and falling and injuries. I mean, she was able to deal with that stuff, but we all know that's a brutal show. I mean, survivor is physically brutal. That's why so many young people have such a hard time, let alone somebody who's 59. I give scout the most love in the world. And scout was by far the woman that I was closest with, uh, when I was with the women's tribe, by far, and I love Scout. And she showed a lot of tenacity. But the fact of the matter is, if anybody knew that Scout was suffering, I certainly was aware of that. I knew she was hurting. Her knees were hurting. Her back was hurting. She was constantly cold. I mean, it's a physically exhausting game. And even at 52, I'd be like, wow, at least I'd have an idea But these 23, 24-year-olds, 25-year-olds, you know, they don't have the the, the knowledge of the game that a lot of us older folks have.
2: Well, Rory, and you even said that with Scout, that if you and Scout had stopped working, the camp would have gotten nowhere because you were the only two pulling over on Yasser, right, doing anything.
3: Oh, yeah, and, you know, Knowing it now and knowing Scout, you guys know Scout. I mean, Scout's a hard-working country girl. I mean, that's, that's what she is. And the fact of the matter is, you might not like me all that much, although I'm, I can be, come off a bit strong, but I'm certainly a very positive person, you know, people-oriented person. But the fact of the matter is, you ain't going to outwork me. I mean, I'm not going to work to the point of sheer exhaustion and dehydration and falling over sideways. But the fact of the matter is, I'm going to do my part. I'm, you know, I, I am going to look for food. I am going to bring in firewood. Sarge may have complained about me wandering off uh, and being gone for two or three hours. But you never heard him complain about me not working. You never heard him complain about me not bringing stuff to camp. You never heard him complain about me not trying my hardest in challenges. So it doesn't matter if I wander off, dude. I'm still producing.
1: hmm
3: you, know?
0: you had those plantains ready in the morning for when Leanne wakes up.
3: Yeah, that was that was uh, that was that was sheer bribery. That's <laughs> that's everything that I did when I was with the women's tribe, everything that I did was was sheer bribery and just a facade. It was all a facade. Mm-hmm. And it worked. I mean, it worked for a little while. It worked until I got back to the, the merger. Yeah. It was, I mean, even though they were like, well, we're going to go ahead and keep Marie for right now. The fact of the matter is, there's no way I should have made it from day one with the women's tribe. Yeah. There's no way I should have made it before.
0: Can I ask you about the Lisa vote, uh, in regards to how you were able to be saved that night? That do you feel like was it a result of, uh, your efforts between working around the camp and making them feel bad after they voted out Bubba? Or was it because of, uh, what Lisa said? Or was it, was then what Lisa said just a cover for they wanted to keep you? And that was just a, a good enough reason to tell Lisa why she was getting voted out, that she uh, made that comment, because they really wanted to keep you.
3: First off, they didn't want to keep me,
1: mm-hmm.
3: uh, period. Um, and even that night, I was astounded that the fact that they voted for Lisa over me, uh, What that was a blindside for me. Because there's there's no way that I would I figured they were going to vote out one of their own alliance. There's there's no logical reason for you to do that. And the only reason why that happened, I don't think it was the comments that Lisa was making. I think it was the fact that Amy wanted more support in challenges. And she knew that I was a legitimate challenger, you know, in those challenges. That was the blind side is that they voted Lisa off. If you look around there, even with my quote unquote cheesy speech, which was horribly cheesy, okay? Dude, that was a textbook. I've been working on that. I've been working on that whole speech literally for hours. I've been thinking, how am I going to come off? What am I going to say? I'm going to if you talk to any of my friends, they'll tell you. I will come off gruff and angry and then I will double back and I'll be like, Oh, I'm really sorry. That's just me being gruff and angry. Dude, that, that was textbook. That, was, that, that whole speech and that whole presentation was so well played on my part. even though it when she did it now, it got me through that night.
2: Yes, it did. All right, so, Rory, so two of the uh, yes or girls that I think you said weren't really pulling their weight are the only two that have returned, and that would be Amy and Eliza. So other than yourself, who do you think deserves a second chance or who would you like to see return to play again?
3: Well, um, I don't think that Amy was a bad choice to come back because the way that she plays, she does work hard and she is a very driven person that that means a lot. Um obviously I don't think that Bubba ever got a really strong opportunity um to to really show how much he could do. He was in the literally the exact same circumstances that I was, except that he was white in in law enforcement and a wrestler and everything else, you know, which is completely opposite for me.
0: He's a wrestler? Uh, but I think that Bubba? Yeah.
3: Oh yeah, Bubba was a wrestler. Yeah, he was a wrestler. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. What kind? Like like uh like high school wrestling, like on the mat, or is he like um what, the mayor like of Slamtown?
3: WWE WWE <laughs> before <laughs> what?
0: WWE. What was his persona? Uh, you would have to ask
3: him. You would really <laughs> need to have that conversation with Bubba? But I mean, yeah, the whole the whole thing with. Jumping off the ropes? Oh yeah! Oh well, absolutely. You have to ask Bubba about that. Not a high school wrestler. I mean, wrestling, which is funny because uh, my own father has a history that he was. My father was a doctor for wrestlers. Oh, way back in the seventies, uh, you know, with the whole jumping off the the belt the buckle, the buckles, and all that. Yeah. So yeah, I think Bubba, and of course, I think that. Looking back at it, uh, I don't think that the Survivor Gods really gave me a fair and balanced opportunity uh, the way that some people have. Yeah, definitely not. If they, you, if they gave you a 50-50 uh, and they said, we're going to give you a 50-50 shot day-to-day whether or not you make it, uh, I think that in terms of Every single thing of my involvement with that island from day one. The first time I opened up my mouth and I said, hey, we need to be going this way to look for the camp. I already knew my number was stamped with the men. Um, socially, racially, um, and then with the the turn of circumstances that I happened to go to the women. Um, I think that there, was, there were, I wasn't even given... Dude, I wasn't even giving a fair 50-50 shot. I mean, I, and I don't expect, I'm not whining about it, but the barriers that were up against me were so much greater than the barriers that were up against Chris. Mm-hmm. It's just a fact. You know, it's just, dude, I had to do 10 times as much to make it half this far. What does that sound like, you, t <laughs> Well, Sounds like life is, as a black man in America to me.
2: Well, and, you know, again, Rory, you play this game again, and, and depending on like we talked about, whether you start out with the men's tribe or the women's tribe or you're all mixed, you know, your personality is such, again, and I've watched, from watching this week and getting familiar with you, your people skills are fantastic now what I remember the guys saying though about you is they thought you stuck out because you were bossy and yelling out I mean of course I know Sarge was was doing the same thing maybe they tolerated that more from Sarge um but that's what I remember that stood out when I was you know reviewing you this week and I think when you start out the game and I know for me When we started out, I was playing a a real low-key game because the people that jump out there, men or women, that jump out there and take the leadership role, generally, a lot of times, have a target on their back.
1: Yeah, that's, that's,
3: that's very, very true. And I will think, I would say, you know, Sarge and I are the same age. And I would say that they were, in fact, willing to listen to Sarge more than they were willing to listen to me. The, 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 it should, that's just fact.
1: It's just,
3: it's just, I know why. I knew why then. I know why now. It's because they're more likely to listen to a white man than they are a black man. And literally from the first thing that, and I, I don't want you to think that I'm uh, you know, I'm not pounding on that drum. But the fact of the matter is regardless of what you think, that is the reality. That's the reality of the situation. And that was one more thing that Served as a barrier to me by being the only black, and I mean, no matter how I look at it now, and I'm not saying that there was if there was two other blacks or three other blacks, it, it would have made any difference. But I know that it would have been one less barrier for me. Mm-hmm. And the fact of the matter is, I had more barriers
1: than anybody. Yeah. more barriers than anybody. Well, and I'm looking to
2: get a start with. 40 when he played. So he, when you were about 30, you were
1: 35 and he was 40. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean,
3: Sarge, I mean, it, really, a drill sergeant barking, a drill sergeant barking orders at you constantly, constantly throughout the day. Who's getting firewood? Who's getting water? I mean, that's easier than me saying, hey, we need to boil some more water. I mean, really?
2: Right. Really, dude? Right. Or we need to go in this direction or that direction.
3: Because
2: mm-hmm. I guess right. that's how it started out from the beginning. So right.
3: was Sergeant doing the doing. same thing? Yeah. Oh, of is kind of, come on, Sergeant of Drill Sergeant. Of course he was doing the same thing. He existed doing that same thing, you know? But again, the fact of the matter is they're willing to listen to that from him more than they were from me. It's, I, I don't know. I, I understand that. I see how that works. And certainly I would honestly, I would honestly, honestly, Rob, you know, you both have been involved with Black Sun Survivor and you, you, in all honesty, you don't, you don't see that that exists.
0: I mean, uh, of course it exists. I mean, you're one, one person uh, that is unlike the other 17 people that are on your cast. I mean, uh, it's crazy to think that they went out there with a cast of 18 people. And went with, uh, we only found one black person to put on the show out of 18 people. I mean, you had John P., John K., Brady. Uh, you know, you you couldn't have uh, found any more black people well, to put into bother. the Yeah. You know, I mean,
3: exactly. You couldn't, but you could, there, was, there was no one else. Mm-hmm. There was no one else. Mm-hmm. No other person to follow. And, uh, and, you know, Rob, I will tell you, at that point... I would say that there's a larger awareness of that amongst the survivor community now Yeah, because of what we've gone through uh, over the last several years. But the fact of the matter is, uh, I recognized it then if no one else did.
1: And,
2: and I played, you watched all the seasons, so um, I played uh, with Africa with Clarence. Clarence CB, who I no God, I love Clarence the pieces. I love the pieces, and I was just thinking uh, when I was thinking about you this week. I was thinking about if Clarence and I had started together, we did not. We were on opposite tribes, and the same thing happened on the other side. Lex took charge, kind of probably like Sarge did, maybe a little like you did, and I thought, God, if I had just had Clarence over there with me, just to you know. But unfortunately, I didn't. And unfortunately for him, he was over there as well. So, yeah, I mean, I certainly absolutely see what you're saying as far as, you know, common common um, things, people that you have things in common, you're going to bond with and you're going to gravitate to. Absolutely. I would have certainly liked to have seen a female um African-American female on this cast absolutely 100% because that would have made sense. That would have made more sense. Of course.
3: Certainly we realize that now. Um, right. but the fact of the matter is realistically, I mean, and, and, Clarence, if you ask Clarence, um, any of these questions, I'm pretty sure we're going to be a hundred percent in agreement with, with so many of the sentiments that we have about it. And I'm not saying it wasn't a pleasure. Well, it wasn't a pleasure. I'm not saying it wasn't the thrill of my life and it was a huge event. But what I am saying is there's no doubt that CBS and Survivor have a history of stacking stacking the odds. We, we know that. I, I
1: know that. You know, well, mm-hmm. I agree.
2: Hopefully now, and hopefully now with the Survivor diversity campaign and and I know talk with you with y'all on the black voices round table, that is going to change and and kudos to you and and everybody that has, has, has gone out to make these changes happen.
1: And
3: I I sincerely and honestly hope those changes do happen because, and again, I'm not trying to harp on it, dude, but, when you're the one of 18 and you're the only black dude there, I mean, they they did diversity as far as men and women. They split that shit up 50, 50, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, but as far as my diversity, I got a 5%, you know, opportunity chance. I mean, that's, that's that's nonsense. Looking back on it now. Yeah. Yeah. Shit was stacked against me.
2: Yeah. But I still made it better than I thought. You get, uh, Rory, let me tell you, you're perfect survivor material. 1,000, twenty percent You never, ever quit. You always look for a way in. And that is, like I said, a lot of people don't do that. A lot of times people kind of roll over and say, you know what? There's nothing else I can do. So you and I definitely, I can tell you from, from my game, have that in common. I would be thrilled to play with you. Now, let me tell
3: you. I just need a little tiny crack. That's all I'm looking for. Is That's
1: right,
2: right. I want to ask you, which contestant, because I read this, but I never could find the answer. Which contestant and their nudity had a long-lasting impact on you?
1: Oh, fuck.
2: Oh, please. I don't know where uh, to from. i just give it in my notes.
3: Scout. Mm. Uh, Scout was who I was, uh, okay. Scout was Scout was who I was hanging out with by far the most. I mean I wasn't I wasn't, you know, all cozy with Leanne or Amy or any anybody else. But Scout and I did pretty much everything together. Uh and yeah, dude. Yeah. That's I didn't need to see that.
0: No. Yeah. She was, was hanging not, out but, with you.
2: Yeah. Uh, so you guys Ooh, Rob, Oh and Rob and Rory. Again, I did not know the answer to that question, so I wasn't trying to be. I wasn't trying to be anything. That I saw that, and I'm like, I, I guess deep down, I guess I was thinking Julie Berry because, hey, look, Julie Berry could convince what, what to convince me What did he see? Anything. Rory wasn't what?
0: there.
3: I was never I never hung with Julie at all. No. Well, no, no. I, well, I never well, hung I with know. Julie. <laughs> yeah, okay. it was it was Scout and I love Scout, but as a thirty five year old man, it's like, wow, that's
0: that's a bit much Nature. Me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> let me let me try something else. T Bird. Uh let me yeah,
2: ask, get out yeah, uh, how
0: was the kava?
3: Cava is, is disgusting, okay, um, but I have some, some familiarity with it. In West Africa, they have palm wine, which is basically uh, fermented coconut and palm, palm nuts and just placed in water and fermented, which is a horribly disgusting thing, but it really gives you a buzz. I mean, wow, that shit hits you. And the Cava was the exact same. It was, like, made from mud and dirt, and it was like, dude, this tastes horrible. Drinking it out of a cup of coconut oil, I've done that before, and then when I drank it, and then my lips started going numb, I was like, dude, this shit is the bomb. Tastes horrible. But again, that's one more thing on the island that I had. I build my own familiarity, my own connections, as far as even be, being on Survivor, and the Cava was a perfect example of that. That didn't bother me one bit.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure, I'll
3: drink that.
2: Are you still drinking Java? <laughs> like you were drinking it on, yeah. on the island, because you were...
3: Yeah, I, I have my... Yeah, the, the biggest thing about that is I would drink, like, my normal amounts of coffee uh, that I would typically three cups. I mean, dude, I drink more than that in the morning pretty, mm-hmm. you know. Always have. But the fact of the matter is I've usually eaten within a week. You know, I've yeah. usually had something to absorb all that. So by the time I went through my I was, by the time I went through my third small cup of that, oh dude, it was
0: oh I might as well have been mainline of that, that coffee. So what hits you harder, Java or Kava? Kava by far.
1: Oh,
3: okay, yeah. With a cat. You drink a bunch yeah. of that stuff. That stuff was like drinking, you know, uh, some sort of illicit moonshine
0: with dirt <laughs>
2: in it. like, right wow. Rob, is that what Julie Berry said she drinks with kava?
0: Yeah, what I think she, she drinks she it, it now. I, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: she... Yeah. Really? I'm curious.
2: Yeah. 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 And she... Does it make you sleepy or I guess I think of moonshine. I don't know what I think about, but does it make you hallucinate or I make th- you sleepy yeah. or?
3: No, it it, uh, it goes in when, you, when you're when you drinking it, it. It really has a numbing effect on your lips and on your tongue. Uh, not as bad as like Novocaine or Ambasol or nothing like that, but enough that you really, you're like, wow, why is my... Little tingling, you know, because of that kava, then it does the same thing to your throat and it kind of numbs that up. So even when you're drinking it, you're like, Oh, this ain't really doing anything. And then an hour later, you're like, Wow,
0: I'm flying, you know, that's what it is.
2: Okay,
0: one of the most beautiful things, one of the most beautiful things. No, I have not ever drank kava, no, T bird Okay, Uh, do do they sell it anywhere? No. Not that how I know. We
2: get <laughs> yeah, how does
3: Julie get it?
0: Uh, look, she's uh, she knows things. She knows yeah. things.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that they. I'm sure that they export it, but it's not something that I would start drinking at brunch on a Sunday morning. Yeah, That's I don't think she drinks, drinks it before. here.
0: She's a world traveler. I think that she has been other places yeah, where she. That one, yeah.
3: That, yeah, that would not surprise me in the slightest. Yeah, I will tell you. You know, talk about all the punishment that you get on Survivor, um, and what a horrible situation, and how difficult it is. One of the most pleasant experiences of my life was sitting on that beach at five o'clock in the morning when the sun's coming up, drinking a cup of coffee on a completely empty stomach and just watching, watching the whales. I mean, Mm -hmm. dude, people pay thousands of dollars a night. And I know my day's going to be miserable today, but dude, let me at least have a cup of coffee and look out on the ocean, that's, that's an experience right
1: there. It's pretty good. So,
2: worry I mean, yeah, yeah. And also, you said that, and of course, what you um, experienced with the tribesmen, with him wishing you luck, what, of everything, I mean, it's, it seems like there are so many things that you went through. What is the one thing that stands out, the most memorable thing when you think back on your season?
0: You want the X-rated version? Hmm.
1: Did we want? Yeah, we it
0: do. Hard to say Did no now. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, is this uh, another uh, Scout uh, story, hey, yeah, Rory? That's, that's not including that's not including Scout, yes. which was a standout moment, dude. That was dude. I'm still seeing that. I'm still yes. seeing that right now. Okay. <laughs> um. The, the single most terrifying moment for me um, was I was... Now, I, I mean, I've traveled, okay, uh, but you know how dangerous coral is.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
3: that, that's bad, bad stuff. And, of course, we had uh, sea snakes, you know, the coral reef snakes, which is one of the most dangerous snakes in the world, um, but they also have zebra snakes in Vanuatu. The coral snakes are white and black, and the zebra snakes are black and white. One it was late evening, uh, the sun was about to go down. We had low tide. I was out looking for urchins or anything else that I could find in the tide, and I was out on a coral. Uh, which again is dangerous, dangerous stuff. And at one point, I took a step, and you all know you all. It's one of those. It's one of those things where you you know what it is, even though you don't see anything. You know what it is. Every time we've stepped in dog poop, you immediately say, "Oh, I just stepped in dog poop." And in this situation, when I was on that coral, I stepped on a snake, and I know that it was oh. a snake. I know that it was a snake. I know that because I felt it. I felt it move and I felt it. And as soon as my foot came down, I lifted my foot up and felt kind of like stepping on a hot dog. I lifted my foot up and it shot out from underneath my foot. And to this day, I don't know if it was a black and white snake or if it's a white and black snake All I know is it was either a coral sea snake or a zebra snake that I stepped on, and it scared the living hell out of me. It terrified me. I literally walked back across the coral, got on the dry land, and sat there. And that was the first time I sat there, and I just cried. And I sat there, and I realized no matter what else happens, you can really get injured You can really get injured here. You can really, dude, you can, survivor ain't no joke. You know, T, if a hyena comes over, you know, if a hyena makes it past somebody with a gun or you turn the corner and the hyena happens to be there and, you know, that happens. That stuff happens. And it's it's terrifying. It is terrifying. I walked back over the land and I cried. I literally cried my eyes out for being hungry, for being scared, for stepping on some sort of safe that I know I I saw, but I can't identify it because it happened so quickly. You know, and I just, you know, I missed my family and I was hungry and these bitches were fucking with me. (laughs) (laughs) So,
2: Rob, I I don't know if Rob is, 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 uh, Breathing a sigh of relief right now, and it's not that I'm not compassionate about the story you just told, but when you said you had an X-rated story, I wasn't sure where this was going. I,
3: I have <laughs> an X-rated rated story. I have an X-rated story, but that's yes, that's yes, a little.
0: Yeah, this Damn. isn't an X-rated podcast, T Bird. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I
2: he was telling us. I thought he was telling us the x rated and I'm like, this doesn't seem too bad. I'm mm-hmm. we're okay pay the no. Okay, right. uh, no,
1: I, I, have,
3: I definitely have two, two uh, on the other side stories and I'll, you, I'll be happy to share both of those stories with you individually privately. And I'm sure that you'll find them both very entertaining.
2: Wait, come on, bring it out. He can always take it out, right, Rob?
0: Uh, Wait, I, I, I trust I Rory. It? I trust Rory here. If he says it's not, okay. that, that uh, okay, like, here's... Yeah. So, after we won uh, a challenge, and we got
3: chocolate cake. Oh, no. Who, who gives somebody chocolate cake after they haven't eaten anything? Who, who does that? You know, I mean, the producers are Shriver, obviously. And after rolling down a bunch of cake, uh, I really had to, I really had to take food,
0: Yeah, obviously. You, know? you, you wanted so, this, T-Bird. This is on your well, conscience. Yeah,
2: wait, so, okay, so I'm not going to minimize his, his experience, but I believe Amy also told us a very similar story. Didn't she, Rob? Yes, she did.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: She he,
2: knows he, about he,
1: so I go
3: out and, I, and I've done enough camping. People, one, one thing that would irritate me is people would pee right around camp, you know, which is just, dude, as somebody who's hiked in camp, you just don't do that. That's foul. you don't do that. So I had at one point gone out onto the coral at low tide, and it was pitch black. It was pitch black out there, except there was a moon that I could kind of see stuff. So I was already terrified because I was forty, fifty feet
0: out onto the coral. Rob, is this okay? Yeah. So far, you good? So far, so good. Okay. Well, I'm forty fifty feet out
3: onto the coral It's <laughs> big black on, on top of that island of Vanuatu and I drop drop.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So you know how you do that. You pull all your stuff down, you kinda pull yeah. your pants forward so that you don't Yeah, you know, make stuff the stuff thing. So I pull my pants forward and I'm really I'm going at it and I'm like, oh, my goodness. And then this big wave comes over the corner and smashes me on my ass and my balls. <laughs> it just absolutely terrified me. So I grab my face and I'm running across the coral which is dangerous stuff. Just terrified. And I'm running back. Dude, wow, what a sight that must be. You guys should have that on camera.
2: <laughs> and did I not say in the promo that when you're back into a corner, that is absolutely when you say the the funniest things that the funnier and more animated your comments get, and you just once again praise it for us.
3: Well, uh, I don't know if that's, you know, I don't know if that's good for next company, but that, yeah. is, that, is, that is that's one of the funnier things that I found.
0: Happen. people and had plenty t-bird of chances to turn it off before then <laughs> they were they were worn. they were warned. yeah t-bird can i play uh one, one of your clips oh, wait, I, wait.
2: Yeah. yeah 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 well what i was gonna do if, if okay, i was i've got a couple of na- a few names here of your players that you played with and you could just do like a like a brief little one or two word description of the first things that comes to your mind when you hear their names. Are you up for that, Rory?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: All right, let's let's do it. Let's do it. And then we can do a couple of those clips, Rob, if you want to. All Good. right, first name, Sarge.
3: Um a drill sergeant, uh way too structured and organized and can be a little bit of bit of a bully. Sarge wants to dictate when people take a crap, when people take a bath. I'm a grown-ass man, and I don't take Old orders man. real well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a grown-ass man. I don't take orders real well. If you wanted to demoyed, want to listen to Sarge telling you every single thing you want to do,
0: dude, I'm a grown-ass man. I don't jump when you <laughs> tell me to <you> jump. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to say that routinely. I'm a grown-ass man.
3: Dude, I mean, you know to the tell me what I'm supposed to be doing. And that, again, that was an example of how I was already off on the wrong foot. I don't know who you're talking to. I'm a grown-ass fan, dude. Mm-hmm. You better go talk to hey. JB. So,
2: so, Rory, is your 20-year-old son Zion now telling you that? Is he throwing that back at you yet?
3: No, but uh, that's the first time I've ever thought about that, i'll Oh, when when he says that to me, I'll realize that I truly deserve that.
2: (laughs) All right, next one, Amy.
3: Uh, Strong personality, um, hates men, and would rather have me out of here today.
2: All right, well, she might, I I don't know if she hates men. I'm probably going to say she probably does not, but she said, she loved she she said I love the guy to bit. That's what she told me this week on Amy about you. All right, next one, Eliza.
3: Now, hold, on. hold on. Now I was talking about during the show and oh, our okay. circumstances during the show were certainly different than our circumstances after the show. Uh and in that situation, day to day, she let me know that I was being voted out because I was a dude. And she came off that she didn't like views. Now, I will say I absolutely adore Amy. And she's much smarter, much smarter than the vast majority of people on that entire show. But who knew?
2: Yeah, she is very, very one, one cool lady, one cool woman.
3: And very controlling.
2: Okay, very controlling. All right. Now, what about Eliza? Eliza's come a long way from when we saw Eliza at, what, 21 years
1: old? You
2: mean olive oil? Okay. I didn't hear her refer to olive oil during the... Was she referred to that during the show? I don't know. Rob, step in. Where are you, Rob?
0: <laughs> I, I, this is the first I heard that one. This might there be a Rory original. Know. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that was, That's all that was going through my head the entire time with Eliza. Mm-hmm. What, what is olive oil doing
1: now? <laughs>
2: All right, all right, so right cool Bubba, how about, I'm, I'm moving along quickly. I'm going gonna, gonna to get in trouble. All right, what about Bubba? Uh,
3: very strong. Um, you very, 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 very trustworthy. All right, Chris? Wishy-washy and lucky, but a good dude.
2: All right, and Lisa? Unless you want to throw in another one, Rob. Lisa. Uh, uh,
3: Louisiana, Gentile, Louisiana, uh, courtesan. I mean, Lisa would give you the shirt off her back and would do anything for anyone. And is that the best in survivor environment? Probably not. All
2: right. So we actually have a message for you from Lisa
0: Okay, here we go.
4: So one of the greatest things that I got out of playing on Survivor Vanuatu was meeting Rory. I think I liked him immediately in the airport when we couldn't even talk to each other because of his infectious smile and just the way he carried himself. Um, It wasn't until the the tribes merged that we actually got to know each other and became friends. And Rory was just one of those fun-loving straight up guys he told you what he thought he was he was real and very genuine and very nice and so fun and i liked his values i liked how he talked about his wife and his his son all the time and just um i knew he had my back and i had his unfortunately the numbers didn't work for either of us but man i totally wanted to see him go all the way when i got voted out but um but then the good news is that we got to spend about two and a half weeks together in australia and i think that's when we became really good friends um if it wasn't for rory and me i really think i would have been so homesick but um we all did a lot together he was he was really a good friend to me um we, I guess, one of the funniest memories was when there was—I uh, can't remember the play, but there was some big musical or circus act. Oh, it was Cir- yeah it was Cirque du Soleil—and no one yeah. wanted to go, but Rory and I went and had the best time. But we just yeah. hung out. He talked a lot about his family and—and and, you know, just a man. Roy, you're just a straight-up guy, and I miss you, man. I—I I, we haven't talked in a while, but um, after this, I plan on calling you and catching up because I really do miss you and again boy I would like to play the game with him again by the way he was a great player so alright anyway Roy, miss you and love you and hope to talk soon
3: Lisa Kiefer <laughs> Yeah. Wow, what, a, what a what a fantastic fantastic lady uh, we did go to Cirque du Soleil together um which is, you know, I mean, you, you look at me and you're like, oh, it's a black dude. And people, people thought that a lot. You know, uh, we got a swim challenge. Oh, it's a black dude, can he swim? Of course I can swim. Uh, we also went on a horse. We went on horseback riding in Australia. Um, and they asked people, uh, they asked people what their grade of horseback riding was. You, you know how to ride a horse. So I said, I don't know. I'd give myself a C. I mean, I know which side you put your head on, and I know which way, which way to get up. Um, But then they gave me uh, a horse named Zeus, uh, <laughs> which is not a good name for No, a horse. no. And Zeus, <laughs> Zeus, Zeus was a huge, huge, <laughs> gargantuan horse. But what people didn't know, which is, was one of those things, I thought everybody knew this. Before we left, I took sugar cubes with me and apples. Why? Because doesn't everybody know that you give horses, sugar cubes, and apples? And by the time we finished that ride, up, me and Zeus were like best friends because I was giving him sugar cubes and apples all the time. Uh, and even on that trip, Lisa and I hung out that entire trip. Uh, then you're like, oh, the black guy wants you want to go to Cirque du Soleil. I'm like, dude, it's Cirque du Soleil. Of course I'm doing. You know, uh, and it's just one of those things you don't expect something like that from me, but that's who I am. Lisa and I did a lot of things together. Lisa, Lisa and Thomas are good. They're genuinely a good family, and they're genuinely good people, and I I love them. Thomas, your husband. <laughs> I love them both. <laughs> you know, yeah. And it, it's unfortunate that. The person, the two individuals that were voted off around me were Bubba and Lisa Kiefer, Mm -hmm. uh, because I love those two by far the most. I had the best bond with both of those two. It's
0: really cool,
2: Rory. I want to ask you. I want to ask you uh, if have your son at the time was was three when you played, and now he's twenty, and your daughter's thirteen. Have they seen your season?
3: Oh, my son has seen my season. He likes my season because uh whenever I did a vote, I would put his initials in the corner. Well, not his initial, I would spell his name out, Z I O N. Uh so actually his name is, is on my votes. Um which I don't think anyone ever noticed. Um and my daughter's thirteen, she could she could care less embarrassing when her friends found out. Her friends were watching it on
1: Hulu, and that
2: was embarrassing, apparently, for her. <laughs> yeah, my kids don't care much about it either. Mm-hmm. Rob, your kids are too. You're so young now; they probably don't care either.
0: Yeah, they they don't even really understand what it is yet. Uh They're they're probably getting yeah. old enough that they're going to look at it soon. Well,
3: are they that's old that's enough not to be that's... impressed by you, not to really be impressed by Rob at all.
0: Uh I don't know. That, uh, I think that my wife has uh really just implanted in their brain to never be impressed by anything that I could do. So uh probably <laughs> not. She's brainwashed them, Rory. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that it's like uh I feel like uh Rory around here that uh <laughs> my wife has said like uh listen, that uh that he's uh, a dumb man, don't listen to him, don't, he does not follow anything he says. Yeah.
1: Yep. <laughs> yeah, well, I believe me, I know.
3: That We're right not listening Kyle.
0: to him. Yeah, um, Rory, this was so much fun.
1: Yes,
2: thank you, Rory. Thank you so much for joining us today.
3: Uh, Rob, you know it's always a pleasure, brother. You know uh, it's always a pleasure. I enjoy talking to you, visiting with you. Um, so anytime, yeah. you know, I'm always, I'm always, I'm always up for a chat. Uh, T-Burns, uh,
0: Likewise, Rory.
3: You've always been a very you've always been a very impressive person. Your enthusiasm is absolutely infectious. Um, although I would not enjoy it at seven o'clock in the morning when I'm really hungry mm-hmm. and you're all bouncing shit. That shit would, that would wear me out. That would wear me out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Roy, I and Rory, I have to tell you this. You have a lot of energy, so i want to ask Rob a question. You're, you have a lot of energy and a lot of charisma and, and, and all that. I mean, in your voice, and I love it, but not but, period. You Your voice, to me, sounds like another Survivor player because you're very, um, when you're talking, you're, you're, who does he sound like to you, Robin? then I'll tell you who I think it is because the whole time we've been talking, like, oh, my God, he sounds just like, and this is a very, very colorful Survivor player. Very, he's only played once. I'm going to give you a few clues. Okay, Rory, you can guess too, but you might not guess who sounds like you. But this, to me, this guy reminds me of Rory's voice and the way he's so strong and the way he talks and so whatever the word is I'm trying to say. Okay, go. Who do you
0: think? Well, give me another hint.
2: Okay. He's only played once. Okay. People... People, let's see. Let's see. Oh gosh, he's well. If I give you that clue, you're going to know. Um, he, still, he was a huge standout on his season. A lot of people have wanted him to see, see him come back again. He's been in the running to come back a few times. Rory, have you been asked that? I just got no. Have you been asked that? Not yet. No. Not yet.
3: And I don't know why. I don't know why. Okay. But we don't have a lot of people that came back from our show.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, you guys I mean, played, I right, I mean. you played right after the All-Stars, and so it was sort of like a yeah. long time until they did another returning player season, and then they brought back Amy right. and Eliza from... uh right. Yeah. yeah. God, so who,
2: Christ who Christ is Christ. it, T-Bird? Who, who is it? Okay, okay, okay. All right. Rory, do you want to guess who I'm guessing? Do you want to know who no,
3: I'm guessing? No, I, well, I wouldn't be able to...
0: Sounds okay, like you know who.
2: Okay, he did not make second chances, and people were shocked by it.
0: You, you're saying shocked. Shane Powers?
2: Yes, he sounds like Shane. He's intense. Wow. He, he's intense. He's intense, and you just want to you just listen to him because he's intense. Do you think he sounds like Shane?
0: I wouldn't say that. I necessarily agree with that one.
2: Really? You know, like, well, we'll, we'll let the listeners. Let's let the listeners decide.
0: Okay, let the listeners <laughs> decide. Shane Power's well, uh you know Shane time. Power's is uh, like uh you know is, um he's got like uh, the real like uh uh like hardcore smoker's voice like I think that he's actually maybe even uh deeper voice than Rory. Well, but so, Rory well, so I don't think, you, have- you know I mean when you uh, you know
2: whether or not I get a, have
3: ever gotten a call back that she's kind of astounding to me, but you know, whatever. It it doesn't ruin, it doesn't ruin my life one way or the other. Mm -hmm. But I would like, I would like, I would like uh, a chance where the odds are not stacked against me. Yeah. You know, I think that would be, that's reasonable to me. Mm -hmm.
2: That's, that's very reasonable. Hey, Hey Rory, never say never. Never say never. Yeah,
3: well, no, I never say never. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, whatever. I live my life. It's all good. I enjoy Survivor. Yeah. I, I don't like all the immunity idols. And, you know, I don't like, uh, I, you know, I want them to go back to basics where you suffer. That's <laughs> that's, that's yeah. what I enjoy the most. Mm-hmm. Oh, well,
2: i got to ask one more question. Sure. What is your favorite season? Other than yours, what's your favorite season?
3: Uh, it's, I, I just, I, I just hate to say this because it just sounds like it's rehearsed. Uh, I would say Survivor Africa. Oh, uh, by uh, that sounds really, really cheesy. Uh, it does. But the fact of the matter is, I think in terms of physical environment, that the rawness of survivor at that time, you know, there weren't, there wasn't a solid rule book on how we do this shit. You know, we're not going on, you know, a helicopter trip to, you know, for massages. Uh, this is, this is, we're terrified and we're doing our best to make it through day by day and nobody really knows what the rules are here and we could get hurt. And you know, that, that's, dude,
0: that's survivor. Yep. How about that t
1: I'm
2: good with that answer. I'm good with that answer. I'm good with that answer. Rory, thank you so much. I think you're awesome. Thank you so much for taking your time out of your day to talk with us. The fans are going to be crazy thrilled. So many people have said that they wish you had stayed in so much longer into the game because you were so entertaining. Not not just a good player like Lisa said. Not just a good player. So entertaining. Your confessionals were fantastic. Your never-say-die attitude. I, you make, made a great survivor player to be continued.
3: Thanks, G. Uh You know, I love you, and I... I, I, I Rob, this sounds so self-gratifying, so you know, but the fact of the matter is my game was not a fluke, you know. I worked really hard against a really huge stack of odds and I think that my game, I will tell you, I think my game is, is deserving of a lot more respect for how I played my game.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't I'm think anybody that. says it's a fluke.
2: Yeah, no, not at all. Yeah, and, and I'll say this: uh, Zion and Irie really are very lucky to have you as a dad, and I'm sure your wife Simone is equally is is wonderful. But your never say die attitude and finding a way to get through, if you want to say the little crack, and never giving up is a fantastic, beautiful, awesome message for your children. So. IRA will get to the point where she's not embarrassed that her dad was on survivor and she's going to be so, so, so proud of you. She really will.
3: Thanks, T. Thanks, Rob. Yeah,
0: thank you, Rory. I
3: love you, brother. Yeah. If you guys need anything, you can always holler me out. Thanks for not trashing me. Never. I appreciate it.
0: You're so much fun to talk to, Rory. Yes, really glad you made some time to talk to us today.
3: You know, brother, you can always, and I do appreciate, I do appreciate you guys, the work that you did on the panel also, and helping get that message out. Um, I'm not the most outwardly vocal person, unless you specifically ask me. And if you ask me, I'm going to tell you exactly what I think. Uh, You know, it's always a pleasure talking to you, brother. T-Bird, you're just, you're
0: uh, you're a goddess, you know. Wow, goddess. Look at you, T-Bird.
3: Wow,
2: wow. Roy, Roy, are you drinking...
1: Kava right now, Hey
2: Rob, tell us where you are on social media. Where can we find you?
1: You can't. I don't do social media, baby. Smart.
3: But other than that, I don't do. I don't enjoy social media. You know. I mean, you're lucky I did this, Rob. If it wasn't <laughs> we are lucky.
1: If
3: it wasn't you. If it wasn't you and T Bird. I, I. I. You know. I go from
1: there. Yeah, I, Bob, I appreciate that. I
2: had so much trouble. I had so much trouble finding him. There was no. He wasn't anywhere. And then I sent in Amy. Sent in Amy, and Amy made it happen. Mm-hmm.
1: Thank oh,
3: if you, ask for My pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah. If you ask anybody from my season, Rob? You can always, T-Bird, You know, you can always call me if you guys need anything. If you got a question, you just want to... A stupid answer to something, just call me yeah. and let me know. An brother, X-rated and, you know, story. A you got yeah, it. Yeah, an X-rated story. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Thank you much for having me, guys. You got it, Rory. I really, really, I really, really enjoy you both, and I wish you both well, and let me know if you need anything
0: else, brother. All right. Thank you so much, Rory.
1: Bye-bye. Bye, Bye.
0: Bye. All right, everybody, uh, there you have it, Rory Freeman yeah, and T-Bird. Let me just quickly say, this interview was sponsored by our friends over at Geico. Do you want to rent your home? Sure you do, and I bet it can be hard work, but you know it's easy, bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy, and it's a good thing, too, because you've already got so much to do around your home. Go to geico.com, get a quote, see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit geico.com today. That's geico.com. All right, T-Bird, Uh, Rory was uh, was great. Vintage Rory.
2: Oh my gosh, he was—it's it, so rough. because Vanuatu has been like a lot of these old school seasons, but it's been like seventeen years ago. Can you even believe that? So of course uh, I it's hard to remember some of these players. I know, but but as I've watched, you know, I listen to your to your podcast with um Grace and Kevin and Nigel. Yeah. Good Job on the Vanuatu recap. Thank Yana you. Y'all did fantastic. So I listened to all that. And then, of course, I went back and looked at everything I could find for Rory. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, he had such a strong game. And like I said to him, and I wasn't just saying it, he never quit. He never gave up. So I admired his gameplay. And, and I wished he had made the jury. He was, he was such a fun character, but he was also a great player. So it was so great to get to talk to him. I'm so glad I was able to round him up. And now I know why it was so hard since he's not anywhere on social media. So that explained a lot there, too. So it was great.
0: Yeah, we were blessed Thank today.
2: You, Rory. All yes, right. We were. I know the listeners are going to love, love listening to him.
0: T Bird, what's next for you?
2: Oh, gosh. Well, just listening to your countdown to see who else we're going to pull in here. So um, that's it. That's the only I'm thing. We're getting down. Yeah. Well,. Not exactly, you know, just the regular stuff, but, mm-hmm. you know, with flying and, you know, trying to figure just, you know, just the regular stuff. Right. But I missed you. I mean, it's been a while. I missed you. Uh, well, I think we've
0: got some more talking with T-Birds uh, queued up for the next couple of weeks. So I think we'll be uh, talking again soon.
2: Yeah, you're going to be tired of me again already, but Never. that's okay. It'll never happened once It'll be fun. It'll be fun. it won't
0: ever happen again uh, of course so be on the lookout for more talking with t-bird as we continue the survivor top 40 countdown of course uh you can uh, get even more involved with rhap when you become a patron of rob has a podcast you can get our weekly feedback show that we've been doing all season long or all year long uh in conjunction with the top 40 countdown plus patron activities every single week, including a uh, patron, Brant Steele, coming up this Friday night and everything else that we have in our patron podcast feed. Check it out, website.com slash patron. Until next time, uh, T-Bird, take care. Bye. Support for this podcast comes from our friends over at Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and it's hard work, but you know it's easy bundling with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. That's a good thing, too. You're busy enough. Go to geico.com, get a quote, see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit geico.com today.